How's everyone going? It's been a good morning so far. We just praise the Lord that the flowers are still alive. To look after them for a few days. You should just see mum out there earlier in the week with the, um, you know, who's ever done the communion little cup thing with the, the juice fillers, like little squirts? She's out there like watering 90 plants one by one. But we hope you're blessed with those. And I hope you have a really wonderful, blessed day. We're going to um, have a little look at a little story this morning. Um, one that I'm sure you all know very well. And I hope that it will bless you. It's in um, Luke chapter 10 is, is the scripture that we'll be going to, to start with. But before that, we just want to pray and um, just... You know, invite Holy. We know he's here. Who says? Who knows he's here? I just fell him all morning. You know, he's. Um, Bible says that, you know, two or three are gathered. He's in the midst of us, so he's right here, in our midst. Just looking forward for that in- invitation, just to c- come into into our hearts. Amen. But we're just going to pray. So, Lord, we just thank you for a wonderful day. We thank you that it's a day where we get to celebrate our mums, celebrate the mothers in our lives, Father. And we just pray a real special blessing on them this morning. We thank you, Father, for um, who they are, Lord, and and the amazing gift that they are to all of us. We honour them this morning, Lord. But we also honour you. We also thank you for your presence here this morning. Lord, I just pray right now that you help us with any thoughts that would draw us away from what you want to reveal to us this morning, come against distractions, um, so we know, Father God, that you have something that you want to share with us that will change our lives, impact our hearts, and bless us this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so Luke chapter 10, we're going to start at verse 38, Um, we're going to have a couple of little slides going on in the background, hopefully they work. Never know. But celebrate our, our guys up the back, the production team. Do a fantastic job. But um, who knows that times are crazy sometimes. Times are crazy sometimes. We get busy. Anyone relate to that at all? You get busy. There's plenty of things going on, plenty of things to distract us, plenty of things to pull our attention away from quite often the things that are important to us. Is that right? And um, so I want to, I guess, share with you this morning just about a, a story in the Bible um, which teaches us a few things about, I guess, priorities. Um, sound okay? So we're going to look at Luke, like I said, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And I'm reading out the NLT version. And it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. Anyone relating to this so far? We had a big dinner last night for Timmy's 18th birthday. There was plenty of big dinner being eaten. 
Continuing, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Anyone relate to that? <laughs> Tell her to come and help. I can't believe that um, Martha is actually that bold to tell Jesus what to do. Tell her to come and help. What a woman. Um, verse 41. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and I will not and she will not it will not be taken away from her and it will not be taken away from her all right so this the subject of this more this, this morning um is mary and martha i think there's a, a slide there we go and these guys are, they're two sisters all right but they are very different even just from reading you know the, the short scripture that we read just then they they're very different they're like day and night all right in in you know, the way that they do things, the way that they present themselves, the way that they go about, you know, daily life, I guess you could say. If we can summarise this, I'm going to stick to my notes because I want to make sure I get through what we do this morning, what we need to this morning. Because we don't want to jibber on too much, but because um, that can happen. But to give you a bit of an idea of the differences between Mary and Martha. Okay, you ready? So Martha is the picture-perfect hostess. All right. She loved to like she loves to entertain company. And of course, you know she she would prefer it if you would let you you know you would let her know that you're coming in advance. Okay? She's that that kind of person. All right? You know if you know if they had magazines, you know in the day she'd probably be the one that you know had the subscription to Better Homes and Gardens. All right? Or House Magazine. All right? Well, we used to have a Better Homes and Gardens subscription once upon a time. So it's not that bad if, if you do that. Um, this, this message is definitely not meant to bring conviction if you subscribe to Better Homes and Gardens. Um, anyway, Martha, she is a perfectionist. Okay? Yet she is her own worst enemy. She sets expectations that she can never meet. She is never able to completely rest and be content. Life for Martha is always an unfinished work. All right? So this is Martha. Like I said, she has a sister called Mary. They are as different as day and night. Mary, on the other hand, Martha's sister, is not much into the hostess thing. It's not that Mary doesn't enjoy having company over. Mary is more interested in the conversation than the day's menu. All right, menu. Uh, when when you drop in to you know to Mary's house for a visit, you're probably going to be asked to go and fetch your own cup of tea. It's not that Mary doesn't care. Mary just takes life as it comes and material comforts. And hostess graces are just not that important to her. So as you can see, they are very different. And you know what? Just so you know, this is the same Mary that broke the, um, the expensive bottle of perfume over, you know, 
Jesus and washed his feet. This is that same Mary. You can see that story in John chapter 12. It's when Jesus was um, visiting, you know, the home of Lazarus uh, for a meal and the meal was being prepared by, guess who? Martha. And Mary was washing Jesus' feet with perfume, very expensive perfume. All right, so it's that, it's that, it's that same Mary. It's, in fact, it's that same Mary and Martha. All right, back to Luke chapter 10. So we see on this occasion where there's a big difference between these two sisters, Mary and Martha. All right? And it's super obvious. Okay? Next slide, please. So Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha is busy with you know, preparing the big dinner. All right? Very two different ways to uh, approach this, you know, Jesus' you know, visiting your house. All right? So G- uh, Mary is enthralled as she sits at the feet of Jesus, but Martha is enraged as she busies herself preparing the meal, you know, and, and, and you know, she's running back and, f- back and forth from the kitchen to the living room, you know, so making sure everything's okay. All right, two very big differences. And the, so the Bible tells us this. It says in Luke, chapter, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it says that Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. So if we read that, we can sort of kind of assume that this, this visit wasn't one that was announced. Okay? Jesus kind of just rocked up on the scene. Now, who, who would appreciate a visit from Jesus like that? Most of us probably would. Okay, Martha, on the other hand, probably didn't, okay, because of the kind of person that she was, all right? Remember, we went through the kind of person, the, 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 you know, the perfect host, everything has to be right, everything has to be like spot on, ready to go, make sure that the, the guests are being looked after, okay? So it didn't take long for Martha to become stressed and angry in this situation, because, you know, we've got Jesus rocking up unannounced, Big dinner to be done, and she knows what her sister is like. Okay? Luke chapter 10, verse 40 said this, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? And like we said before, tell her to come and help me. All right? Tell her to come and help me. So Martha like we said, was enraged, okay? She was angry. She was angry about the situation and the things that she was doing, doing all the work, getting all this stuff done to make sure that the big dinner was ready, okay? So she was angry. But what happened in this moment is that she's directed her anger at Jesus, right? She's, she's directed it at him saying, you know, Lord, if, if you really cared about me, you would tell Mary to get from under your feet and get in the kitchen and help me. This is what she's saying because she's angry. And you know what? That's what can happen sometimes when we get angry. Is, is this right? Like she's, she's actually, well, we laughed about it, but she's, she's directing her anger at Jesus and telling Jesus what to do, the saviour of the world. <laughs> All right? But what can happen when we get angry and when we get frustrated, our, our anger can turn into something that wants to control people. Anyone experienced this before? Absolutely. You know, and and it's kind of like that. You know what? what We want to control people, but sometimes we don't want to, you know, um, know, 
we want someone else to straighten the person out. You know, it's like that, that mums, have you ever said that, you know, wait till your father gets home? Alright. <laughs> you get so angry and frustrated, it's like, you know what? Wait till your father gets home. You know, you probably again you would have all heard that. Alright. So she was angry. She was she was she was trying to get Jesus to control Mary. Alright? And so we can take, you know, take what's going on, consider what's going on, and think of, of Martha as like this not so good person. Anyone can anyone understand that? Anyone relate to that? But what I want, want what I want you to do is to consider Mary in a different light. Uh, sorry, Martha in a different light. Okay, because this scripture kind of paints Martha as the bad guy. Anyone agree? All right. Next one. Martha is not really a bad person. In fact, she is this. You ready? She is a great hostess. They're probably a fantastic cook. She's incredible domestically and around the house. She's a woman of dedication. She is a doer. She probably seldom complains. Not in this instance, though. She seldom misses the smartest, uh, the smallest details. And she's one that you can always count on. And she's always there when you need her. She's that kind of person. All right, she's an incredible woman, you know, and, and that description there is probably a description that, that we could use to describe a whole bunch of, you know, women in, in this room right now. Incredibly reliable, incredibly dependable, someone that you can always go to, an amazing hostess, amazing cooks. You know what, we wouldn't need to celebrate the Marthas in the world. Amen. But you know what, this, this story in, in, in the Bible isn't there to teach us that serving is bad, you know, and, and you know, just sitting around doing nothing is good, all right? This, this story is here to teach us that we need to maintain a balance in our lives. It's here to teach us that we need to work out what our priorities need to be in life because I, I my opening statement before was like we all get busy we all get you know things that distract us we all got things that can pull our attention away from the things that are important you know so this story is here to teach us that we we need to get the balance right anyone agree because it's so easy for it to shift, you know, in the direction of kind of like that, that Martha mentality. When Holy Spirit's calling us into having a, a Mary mentality. And approaching Jesus like Mary did. Making him the priority of the day. Amen. And it's also there to teach us, you know what, that, that choices that we need to make, in, you know, that we have to make in life, they aren't always like those real easy ones. Like they're not always those, those real outright, you know, this is, you know, this is bad and this is good, all right? And so it's easy to make the decision, like, okay, I'm definitely not going to do that because that is wrong or that is bad, okay? 
but it's also here to teach us that making the, the best decision for our life isn't always the easy one. Does that make sense? It's not always easy to identify the best, like, the best decision for our life. So most of us will make good decisions for our life, but they're not, all, not necessarily the best decision that we can make for our life. Is that okay? So there were more important things to do than housework and preparing dinner. Can we have the next slide? What Jesus desired was devotion, not dinner. He desired devotion, not dinner. Is that a slide right? There we go. So Martha was worried and she was, she was anxious and she was, you know, nervous and troubled by the things that she had to do. You know, and her worry and anxious heart, you know, caused her not to be able to find rest. It caused her not to be able to, to find peace. But sitting at the feet of Jesus and finding rest in his presence is where she needed to be. Mary got it. Someone say, Mary got it. So how do you know the difference between choosing what is good and what is best in any given time in your life? Because what, what we need to do is examine our life beyond like the superficial things. You know, the, the superficial circumstances, the, the, the outward appearances. We need to evaluate our life in a different way, and this is how we do it. We need to stop looking at ourselves the way we see ourselves and start looking at ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. Amen? I think that's another slide. Start seeing yourself the way that he sees you. And what he sees is amazing. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus sees amazing in you. You know, and if, if, if Mary had taken a moment, oh, sorry, if Martha had taken a moment in that, in that, you know, in that day to look at herself in this way, just to stop long enough to see what Jesus sees, then she would have realized that, you know, her life was filled with busyness, yet she was running on empty. Anyone relate to this? Come on. Because it's so easy for us to get into that place. We can fill our lives with busyness. We can fill our lives with things, you know, but we're actually running on empty. We just need to stop for a moment. Just stop. Just stop for a moment and, and look at our lives and, and see ourselves the way that Jesus does. And how do we do that? We be like Mary. Amen? We be like Mary. Jesus is saying to Mary... As Jesus is saying to Martha, Martha, you're not a superwoman. You need to slow down. 
You need to reprioritize your life. But see, what's happened with Martha is that she's she's caught in this, you know, this trap that a lot of us can be can be, you know, snared in, trapped in, and that's this this performance kind of mentality, this performance trap. Is this okay? Come on. And you know, I believe that that no one feels the pressure of of the performance trap more than mums. You know, they're the ones that are usually on the front line of of you know the day to day ebbs and flows of of family and and looking after the children. And I got this this quote. I know you would have seen this before, but this is the next slide. This is by a bloke called John Wilmont. It says, before I got married, I had six theories of bringing up children. Now I have six children and no theories. We can most certainly relate to that. I reckon we should get like a print done for the house, babe, with this quote. Um... But yeah, so like I said, I, I believe that no one, no one experiences the the you know the the pressure of this performance trap more than more than mums. Okay, because of that, they're they're the front line. They're the front line of the day to day, the ebbs and flows of family life. You know, and you know, for mums, it's like this. They have all these decisions to make. You know, and this is a really great quote. Because there really is no right theory. There really is no perfect way to parent. You know, there really is no necessarily right and wrong. Remember, the, the rights are easy to make decisions about, but, you know, because, you know, there are easy ones. But remember, we, we're talking about, you know, what's good but what's best, okay? But there really is no best, other than with Jesus. And again, this is sort of highlighting that need to sit at his feet like Mary. Amen? But you know, the decisions that have to be made, like it, it's, and it's getting worse. You know, like you look, think of types of food. These are the decisions, like types of food that you, to give your kids, which preschools to send them, give them organic or not. Dairy or not, gluten free or not, <laughs> vaccinate or not, rock to sleep or not, let them cry or not, and then how do you keep them entertained all day? What do you do with that? You know, and things like even when they get when they get older, you know, what they watch on television. Now, how much television? How much device time? When do they get a device? What type of device? <laughs> That's easy because it has to be Apple. <laughs> that's really not. A, that's an easy. That's one of those easy. You know, that's the. There's good and then there's best. You know what time should that? You know what time should they get home? Can they have the car or not? You know, is that friend all right for them to hang out with? 
Uh, will they pay for petrol? Probably not. Uh, Timmy's good, he pays for his own because he knows I won't. But there's all these decisions that we, we that you know, it goes on and on and on, right? So like I said, I don't I feel like like mums they feel this pressure, you know, greater than most great because they're they're at the front line of, of family life. Any mums agree? Any fathers agree? Come on. You know, so what this does is it causes pressure because it's like usually every step of the way there is this question being internally processed, you know, and it's this, is this the right thing to do? Is this best for my child? And it's continual, and I believe that it doesn't stop. Even when they get old and they, and they, and they, they leave and they, they move out, this, this decision and this, the, these, these questions just continue. Is this best for them? Is that decision that they're about to make the right one? You know? And so this, 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 this causes pressure. It's like this internal process going on all the time. You know, in Martha's mind, she had to do it all. She was always setting expectations that she could never meet. You know, and quite often that's what happens when we fall into this as, as, you know, as parents, we fall into this, this, you know, performance trap. We end up setting expectations that we can never meet. Amen? But what Mary knew, someone say Mary. What Mary knew and what Martha needed to know was that in a devoted relationship with Jesus, this is the next slide please, God's unconditional love and grace are experienced. In a devoted life in Jesus, this is, the, this is what we experience. His unconditional love. His unconditional grace. Amen? And what that does is that that sets us free from this bondage of, of thinking that we've got to do it all right. Amen? It sets us free from, from you know, feeling that, you know, that pressure to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm following the right theories or to following the right examples or, you know, teaching the right stuff. It sets us free from that. Because you know what? The Father loves you unconditionally. Amen? Someone say, the Father loves me unconditionally. See, Martha needed to know that she was not a superwoman. All right, but I believe you know, every mother and you know, every woman out there, you are superwoman. You absolutely are. Okay? But Martha needed to know that she, she, she wasn't one. All right? Martha needed to know that she desperately needed Jesus. Des- she desperately needed to shift her priority and get that, that mentality and, and that approach to Jesus that Mary had. Devoted at his feet. Amen? 
Come on. So we need to get the balance right. Someone say we need to get the balance right. Mums, we need to get the balance right. There is peace and rest at his feet. There is peace and rest at his feet. And there's this scripture in in Colossians chapter 3. This is in the Amplified Version. We might just read this real quick. It says this. It says, And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule. So where does the peace come from? It comes from Jesus. It comes from Christ. Let it act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. So that peace, that soul harmony, it comes from Christ. It comes from devotion to Him. It comes from getting the balance right. It comes from getting out of the kitchen and getting at the feet to the feet of Jesus. Amen. And then peace comes. And what's amazing about peace? It says there that it 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 becomes your umpire continually. And what does an umpire do? Directs play. Make sure make sure the game runs smoothly. See, what peace does in our life is it, it, it helps to make sure that our lives run smoothly. It helps to make sure that our lives run, you know, in, in, in a way that, that it's, it's purposed by God and directed by God. That's what an umpire does. It directs. Amen? So this is what peace brings. And it comes from Christ. It comes from sitting at his feet. It comes through a life devoted to him. Amen? Come on. So peace is available in the midst of the pressure. And this peace is the most powerful resource God has put in our parental toolboxes. Who knows we need it? I needed it. Needed it this morning. (laughs) If only you knew. Seriously. But it is. It's the most. It's the most power. It's the most powerful thing we have as parents. Peace. But you know what? It's, it's quite often the most underutilized tool that we have. But we need to let it be our umpire. Amen. We need to let it be our umpire. We need to let it settle the questions that we have. You know, particularly when it comes to, you know, the 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 performance and the expectations. Let peace be your umpire. Let peace settle the questions that you have. If there's no peace, then don't do it. Let peace be the umpire. Someone say, let peace be the umpire. You know, there's no, um, there's no perfect way to be a mum, mum. There's no perfect way to be a mum. Amen? And the thing is this, is that no one actually has any idea how to be a perfect mum. Now, even if there was a way to be a perfect mum, we're not perfect people. 
which means that we'll, we'll make mistakes. Amen? So real victory, you know, real victory in, in, in the Christian life comes when we stop trusting ourselves, stop trusting you know, all the theories and all the, the books which change all the time. And we just start trusting Jesus. Amen? So the, thing that, the, the, the one thing that's constant, the one thing that never changes is Jesus. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's a long time. He doesn't change. See, the, the, the theories and, and, and the methods and the, the, the idea, like... The, they, they change all the time. But his word never changes. He never changes. Amen? So stop trusting yourself. And start putting trust in Jesus. Sitting at his feet. Living that devoted life like Mary knew to do. Last scripture. Matthew eleven twenty eight. These are Jesus' words. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Amen. I think I have one more, one more slide, but I forgot to put it up. Anyway, that's okay. Bless the Lord. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Who could do with some of that? Who could do with some of that? Come on. That's what he's here to do. Bless you. I'm going to finish up there, I think. Let's get this done. Why don't you put your hand on your heart real quick? We've got a couple more things to do this morning before we finish up. Hopefully you're blessed by that, mums. Hopefully you're blessed by that. Is there to encourage you? Really? There to, you know, but we all need it. Amen? Let's get the, get the priority right. Getting to Jesus' feet, a devoted life. Well, Lord, we just, yeah, hand on your heart. I'm just going to pray right now that that, that, that peace comes. That peace comes. And you know what? You might be sitting in the room right now and there'll be things that you need to, to lay down. There might be things that, you know, this, this scripture says that, you know, come to me. Bring that stuff to me. I want to take that off you. I want to take that away. He wants to bring, you know, peace and rest and relief and refreshing to your souls. I know we've done this. We've done this a few, a few times, you know, lately in church. Where we've just come to the front, just giving their stuff over to Jesus. But you know, even in your seat right now, He'll meet you. He'll meet you. He wants to refresh you. He wants to bring you that peace and that relief and that ease. So, Father, we just thank you that you love us so much. 
you don't want us ever to be burdened or, or, or weighed down by, by the things of the world. What this word says, we're to bring them to you, to come to you, so that you can give us rest, so you can give us peace. So Father, just release that over each person here this morning. Just let them feel your presence this morning. And Lord, if there's anyone here that, you know, has really been feeling the pressure of life, and perhaps there's people here this morning that have got that, that balance, you know, that balance a little bit out of whack. We well, thank you, Father, that your word says, come to me. Help them make that shift. Help them make that shift. Because Lord, we know that you're calling. You're calling the Marys. You're calling for the Marys just to come and rest at your feet. Thank you, Lord. Bless each person here this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.